0: to go ahead and introduce the listeners to um, the buttery bros so we got mars and heber and these two guys in my opinion they're the joe rogan's of crossfit they are entrenched on ground zero in the sport of crossfit and they embody what crossfit is all about and they're elevating the sport through media through fun through camaraderie so if you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners
1: what's up guys i'm heber cannon
2: I'm Marston Sawyers. Me and Heber work together. We're business partners. We both run the Buttery Bros and create documentaries in the CrossFit space.
0: Well, Mars, how would you best explain to somebody that hasn't seen any of the Buttery Bros footage what exactly it is that you guys do?
2: I would say it's uh, kind of like an adventure tourism slash fitness chronicles of us traveling the world, meeting really cool people that have really interesting stories that also have pretty specific skills and and things that that... that they bring to the table that we like to highlight and share with our audience. It's brought us a lot of interesting circumstances and put us in a lot of really uh, fulfilling opportunities. So what drew you guys initially
0: to participating, obviously from the media perspective, but specifically in CrossFit?
1: It was an attraction to, like i had always been involved in sports and training. My favorite part of it wasn't just playing the sport, but it was also the training of the sport. That was one of my favorite elements of it. And it was a combination of like, I, I really loved the idea of like the Rocky IV training montage of just like getting gritty and doing different workouts, combining them together. When I found CrossFit in 2008, I immediately immediately connected with it. I thought this looks so cool, so fun. It was all I wanted to do and almost became like obsessed about it and immediately fell in love with this style of training and wanted to document it in whatever way I could just because I had a filmmaking background and loved making videos at the time. I just initially started to pay for my gym membership by making videos for my local affiliate. I had just graduated college. The goal was like I had no intention of making documentary films. I was trying to go to Hollywood to make like feature films and Hollywood blockbusters, but it, it was an easy way for to pay for my gym membership. And it was a a massive hobby of mine was, was training at the time. So I, I would do that. And then eventually I was like, you know, I, I really like this sport. I went to the 2009 CrossFit Games. I let CrossFit know like, hey, I'm local to Salt Lake City. There's some top CrossFit Games athletes here. I run a video production company here in town. I would love to document some of these athletes leading up to the 2010 Games. And they were like, look, like, we need help there, but we have all these other needs in terms of media that I would love to have you come on and help us with. Could you contract with us? They basically hired me every other weekend at the end of 2009 through to 2010. And throughout that whole time, it was really in my mind, just like I'm doing this to eventually get down to Hollywood and make make movies. And it just kind of exploded from there. I could see the future of the company and I was like, I really want to be a part of this and I can go and make those movies later. My first job when I moved to CrossFit full time was to create post-produced shows about the CrossFit Games. And I felt limited and I felt like they were trying to imitate live TV through those shows. And I was like, look, I would never watch this. I would click on this and I would maybe watch it one time. But if I'm able to hear more in-depth stories throughout the weekend and, I'm, and I get to know these athletes better, this would be something I would re-watch later. I set out to make a documentary. That was the goal was to create something like that.
0: What brought you two bros together? Where does Mars
2: fit in and how did you guys get drawn to each other with this similar mission? I think it was 2010 or 11. uh, Hebrew was working for CrossFit already and he was at one of the local events here in Utah and I just went to the event with my girlfriend at the time and she was doing the competition and i offered to give him my footage if if he let me have like media access at the time it was like basically only heber that was hired by crossfit so he was like sure man i'll give you access if you give me your footage it seems like a good trade-off so we we did that and a week later i got in contact with people in charge of hiring other videographers and stuff like that and they sent me out on a shoot and i started becoming like a regular hired gun for them. And then Heber moved to Santa Cruz and took a full-time position in the fall of 2010. And then I just kept working with them over the year. And I just kind of saw early stages of a cult kind of feel grow into a sport that was really interesting. It drew me in just because of the community aspect of it all. We had the opportunity to move to Santa Cruz and kind of build a media office together. And we started working together almost every day and started creating really cool stuff and working with a lot of really interesting athletes. You
0: guys just said something very valuable to the listeners. So listeners, pay attention to this. Each of these guys saw something that they wanted to be a part of and they didn't sit on the sideline. They each inserted themselves into it in a non-traditional way. A lot of people were like, oh man, I want to get into Hollywood or oh man, I wish I was this or I wish I was that. These guys saw something they wanted to be a part of. Hebert traded a gym membership and then Mars is over there swapping footage. So people talk about all the time, all these obstacles to why they're not doing what they want to be doing. It's one thing to identify what you want to do. It's another thing to take the leap. And the fact that you guys both did it in non-traditional ways, it's not a surprise
2: that you guys are bros. Pretty early on, it just became obvious to me that there was just like, almost like a global family of, of people that were a part of this movement that understood each other, that also like wanted to help each other come up and, and succeed. So that was probably the most uh, attractive part of the whole thing. We've become really good friends with all these athletes that compete at the CrossFit Games, and we're kind of experiencing it firsthand with them as it's happening and getting our reactions as it all happens, so it's pretty authentic. I feel like that's what has made those films and the sport so relatable is just because you, you almost feel like you're going through it all with them at the same time and it's pretty uh, emotional
1: there's this element of shared suffering especially at the time was extremely revolutionary and, and it broke down social barriers
2: so heber you just
0: said a phrase i haven't heard as it relates to fitness the shared suffering it almost sounds like a military type term yeah and then mars is mentioning how he really quickly could identify the sense of community can you describe how that community may even parallel some of that army fraternity brotherhood.
1: I don't think that's an accident. I think there's a reason why um, a lot of the top people in CrossFit, if you if you look at the business, are our, our military people, um, a lot of the first people that were attracted to this were military because they saw the benefits of a shared suffering experience. It, it can be emotional, it can be extremely physical, but a lot of the battle is, can I physically do this? Especially when you're first starting CrossFit, you're like, there's all these technical movements. Can I do this? Can I do it with this weight? And when you overcome those things and you accomplish those things, you feel so fulfilled. And then when you see other people doing those same things and experiencing those same little challenges, little wins on a daily basis, you become really close with those people. And so when you look at how the sport grows, that's another huge aspect of it. There's the community that you build in your box, in your gym on a daily basis. And then there's the global community that Marzen was talking about, which is I can relate to what Matt Fraser, the fittest of the fittest is doing, because I've experienced some of that pain on some level.
2: Yeah, and I think that, I mean, CrossFit's super humbling too, right? If you walk in there pretty confident, it's just a matter of time until you get, like, knocked down a peg or, like, you you find something that you're not good at. There's going to be something that's going to show up that is going to, like, bring you back down to earth. That's what I think people relate to. It's really cool even, like, sometimes the person in last place gets some of the most support from the crowd and the people around them because everybody's there, wants to see them succeed. It's unlike most other sports. That's why one of the most common
0: keywords that I associate with CrossFit is camaraderie, because everybody seems like they have this sense
2: of humility, almost absent of egos. You can't really have much of an ego because there's going to be something that shows up in some crazy combination of movements that you won't be good at, and it's hard to like keep an ego in that circumstance when you're like, wow, I really need to work on X, Y, and Z. You quickly find out that it doesn't really pay to have an ego in this community. That's the thing to me, which is kind of mind-blowing, how that level of humility stays
0: and how how this level of camaraderie looks like it remains unfettered or unthreatened.
1: That is a tribute to a lot of the early athletes in the sport. Like that's just something that came into this, from the top down but got embedded into the the culture really early on which I think is a really big factor and then the other thing is this attracts the type of personality that they don't want to just win ultimately the, the camaraderie is really inherent and, and strong in the sport because everyone's doing the same thing why wouldn't you want to be able to relate and talk to someone that's had that experience
0: Mars what Definitely. would you say some lessons that somebody that's listening at home and trying to be great at whatever it is they want to be great at we're not telling people to go try CrossFit tomorrow if you listen to our podcast we're saying just go be great whatever it is that you want to be great at what are some lessons you think they could draw from the way that they prepare to be champions
2: really uh, just honing your craft really i mean that's Like in the early days of like even me working in video and and stuff like that, it was something that I was passionate about and it was something I was interested in. And it was up to me to kind of go out and find the path that got me to where I'm at. A lot of that is just working with people that are supportive and that I know more than you that can help bring you up. And that's kind of similar to like the athletes. If you're not working out with somebody that's better than you, I don't feel like you're really getting pushed to your full capability. Like you want to have somebody next to you that's probably going to beat you, but then it's going to motivate you to like train harder, work harder because otherwise I feel like if, if you're just like the top dog all the time then you're not learning and you're not progressing.
1: It goes a long way when you have really good training partners and then but you have to also be able to go at it alone because when you're actually in competition your training partners might not be there and you have to be able to turn it on by yourself. I got
0: a question for you guys as a tandem. One of the things we preach with our firm and all of our different operators where people we're mentoring is you need to live your best life and whatever that means it's different for every single person. You're the embodiment of living your best life when you watch your guys footage or any of your work you guys are having an absolute blast while doing it and i think that's something a lot of people could observe and learn from because you and i both know how many miserable people there are out there how are you guys able to have so much damn fun while being very good at something and doing exactly what it is that you're aiming to do.
2: What's the secret sauce? I don't know if it's so simple if there is a secret sauce. Like literally, like we we worked together at CrossFit and enjoyed doing that and enjoyed making the movies when we enjoyed making that type of content. But we also wanted to do other things than just be confined to a gym. And so we kind of come up with this idea of the Buttery Bros, and we were like, how can we? Uh, take this like on the road and go to all these cool locations and do things that we're actually interested in and make content that we would want to watch that is you know exciting that that strikes a chord with the community that everybody can kind of relate to and it's just kind of like a
0: little a weekly show and so yeah but you're having too much fun
2: right how do you guys pull it off you have to have your downs it looks like you guys are just nailing it having fun everything's so easy what is it that, that people aren't seeing i mean you're, they're definitely not seeing like our you know all-night vendors trying to put all this footage together and digging through all that and then also being like you know like we struggled for a little bit in the beginning just because it wasn't so clear-cut where we were going and what we're doing now there's a lot of things that we don't put in our youtube show and there's a lot of things that aren't sexy that but for the most part when we're out engaging and doing things like that it's a lot of fun
1: i was like i don't want to just go work out all day like i want to go jet skiing or i want to go skydiving or i want to go skiing and i think that's really relatable especially to our audience because they train a lot of people train to do well in the open but they also want to have fun and eat pancakes and and we're kind of like the middle ground between like the elite of the elite and then the average Joe that's just coming to a CrossFit gym. I really wanted with the buttery bros to do really fun things. There's a lot of that built into it and plus we're doing really cool stuff like we're hanging out with top level CrossFit athletes or individuals who we think are interesting. We're working out with them or or we're doing fun activities with them but there's a lot of setting up to get to that place. So There's lots of phone calls, there's lots of long emails, Then after you film, there's, there's like, we're more on shoots. They're really fun. I would, I do a lot of this, even if I'm on a family vacation, I'll go hang out with my kids all day and then I'll take photos. And then I'm staying up really late that night, editing photos of the family because I enjoy it. Like I enjoy the work aspect of it. And so the not sexy stuff of going through all the footage or editing photos or assembling an edit, that is also something that we're passionate about and excited about. And so our passion, I think, comes through with that. But there's times when it's, you know, five in the morning and we've been up since 6 a.m. the day before and we're tired and we're exhausted. But that's just kind of what we have to do to get this done so that we can continue to to have a livelihood in this job. Where Um, does
0: your guy's camaraderie come in with that? I mean, because it's not a solo act, right? The two of you are in this together. And obviously you guys appreciate camaraderie, community,
2: teamwork. The two of you together, (laughs) where does that tandem camaraderie come into play? There's things that Heber's really good at that I'm not as good at and that I would think vice versa. But I feel like because we've been together and worked for 10 years plus doing this stuff, I feel like we've just fit into really comfortable roles that we both understand each other but we're also like just buddies like we go hang out you know and we're not just doing this stuff for you know video sake like we, we're best best buds
1: for us also like our relationship is part of the fun if you're watching the buttery bros youtube show when i was working for crossfit we were doing very similar work like we were creating these documentaries and marson and i were behind the camera but I was like, this is kind of fun and I think people would relate to it. And one thing that CrossFit I don't think ever jumped on was a personality to be the face of the brand and that's that was a, a kind of a cultural thing that CrossFit had at the time is they didn't want any individual person to be the face of CrossFit.
0: I can only imagine, you know, three years from now, five years from now,
2: seven years from now. I feel like everybody's going to know Buttery Bros. You guys are nailing it. What I think has been kind of like unique is that these athletes are very serious, right? And like everything they do in their life has got to be like perfect for them to get the best result that they're going for.
1: I don't know if you guys are aware of how we got started as the buttery bros but the former CEO Greg Glassman wasn't always a big fan of the sport we made these movies and it grew CrossFit in a direction that he didn't want. So we were told in uh, the fall of 2018 that the CrossFit games and the movies that we had made had grown the company and the sport in a direction that they weren't prepared to go. And so they were making major shifts in the company. And one of those shifts was they were letting us go. And so we left CrossFit. We were fired after working there for nine years. And it, it was cordial. I'm still really good friends with a lot of the people that work there and we're now partners with them on this new movie we're, we're in production with. But that experience in 2018 was very like it hit a really strong chord with marston and i which is we had dedicated 10 years of our lives so when when all of a sudden some guy on a whim says hey i don't want to do this anymore i was like well i don't ever want to have that taken from me again what can i do to set myself up where i'm the i control my destiny and i knew how much work and effort that i put into crossfit i knew like okay if i take that same dedication there's an audience for it. If we shift it and and make it our thing, I think that the community will rally behind it. So when we announced that we were leaving, that we were starting our own productions, that we were going to be doing our own YouTube thing, the community rallied behind it because it was almost like an underdog story of this was taken away from us, but we're not going to we're not going to be mad about it. We're going to we're going to use this as an opportunity to succeed and own our future going forward.
0: You took the power back. What type of advice would you give to somebody that's sitting at home right now has an idea? They want to start a 12 episode fitness cooking show. What type of advice would you give to somebody that is looking for some sort of empowering words of wisdom from somebody that's done it? They're looking to grab onto that. What would you share
2: with that person? I, I would say just to start, because I think a lot of people get caught up on how it's all going to look and how it's all going to roll out. And then they just kind of handcuff themselves from actually getting going. And I've just seen people that have kept themselves back because they kind of overthink it too much. Analysis paralysis. I mean, people do yeah. it all the time and we're trying to get people out of that
0: because the, the worst thing that could happen is you're going to fail at your venture. Who gives a fuck? Just yeah, don't exactly. try another venture. But you guys are, you're doing it. So from, from the cockpit, I mean, you guys are in flight, you're taking off, you're ascending towards 40,000 feet. What are <laughs> some more insights you would share with somebody that's sitting at home, man, I wish I could start my YouTube show.
1: I would say also ed- continue to educate yourself and create new ways of, of learning how to tell a story. Start, there's a, definitely the an- analysis paralysis thing. Just do it and get it out there. And And if you're creating content, you know, you might have 10 people watch the first one and then... 12, the next one. If you have a strong and fun personality and something to say, people will gather and people will watch. There's never been more of an opportunity to create content. People want entertainment. People want things to do and things to watch and they love content. That's why Instagram is such a massive platform. YouTube is such a massive platform. User generated content gives people this new access to other people and other like-minded people. And if you're continually using those tools to your advantage, you can get your message out there and you can create something out of basically your iPhone.
0: What's been your guys biggest challenge so far or hardship in launching
2: this? Early on, like the first thing we we wanted to do was continue doing similar things that we were doing at CrossFit, which was make documentaries. So that was a little bit challenging at first to go from like having CrossFit be the funding and, and kind of the backbone of everything and then trying to just go out on our own. And I feel like the the biggest challenge probably was just admitting to not knowing everything at the beginning and, and asking CrossFit for help even like during covid like we're able to pivot and we're able to stay flexible in times of crisis but also trying to find opportunity in that crisis you know this journey you've been on you're heading up
0: on about a decade of it you were excited ambitious about this idea of being a feature blockbuster filmmaker in hollywood has this journey grown that ambition to still do that or have you pivoted onto a slightly different path and you've stopped thinking about that
1: i think about it it's it's a long-term thing i just think about what where can we take this buttery bros and and someday that might be a feature film i wouldn't put that out of the question but right now you know what fun can be had what how can we continue to generate and build this brand to make it as big as it possibly can be? Because the more successful it is, the more opportunities that we continue to have. That's just something that I, I wouldn't want to pass up at this time.
0: And that's part of my insight on it is this, if nothing else, has validated. Our journeys toward our goals are never direct paths. You're just going the longer way. And then sometimes our goals move and that's fine too. But I was curious to see where you stood on that, which I find very interesting. Cause again, I think you guys are best in class. You guys are crushing it. And you may have cut out the middle man. You have successful documentaries on Netflix right now. Netflix is a call away. They know how successful they were. They have the data. Oh yeah, I made those films. Guess what? I'm making my first feature. Figured I'd call you first. You guys are validated. I think that's awesome. I mean, we're rooting for you guys. We're really excited to see what you guys have in store next. What advice would you give to new partners in business? And they decided, we're going to take oh. a swing at our goal because we heard that well brick podcast with the buttery bros and those guys took the leap.
2: So shit, I'm taking the leap. What advice would you give to those two? I would say find, find your niche, you know, like we're pretty locked into the CrossFit world, but obviously the fitness world, find your fit in whatever it is that inter- interests you. And then just go out there and start talking to people and tell people stories and get in, in, involved in, and whatever it is that excites you, you know, I, I feel like that's what we did. Like, you know, like I didn't think that when I started this whole thing that I was going to be doing a weekly YouTube show and, you know, traveling the world and meeting all these cool people. But I'm like, super thankful and grateful that I am in this position we're in right now. Just follow what you're passionate about and try and have fun.
1: I, I would add, there's never been a better time to find what excites you and figure out how to do it for life. Like, to me, this is such a crazy cool blend of I love filmmaking, I love movies, I like the creative process, and I, I love physical fitness, and I love pushing my body to do crazy tasks and to see how far I can go, and, and I'm able to blend these two really big hobbies into a fun job. If it, For business partners, I would say, like specifically if someone's start, starting a new jo- uh, job opportunity, I would say figure out how to do that. Figure out ways to get creative and, and make it a, a profitable venture we're lucky enough that we have a filmmaking background and, and social media is exploding. So we're able to use that tool to our advantage to grow our business. When we're talking about a business partner specifically, I would look for someone that has similar goals and habits and also different skills that complement yours. You want to be with someone that you you get along with and that you trust to to do the tasks that are necessary to elevate the business and the brand to to a spot where you're all content and happy with it. I want to associate with the people that want to better themselves inside and outside of their workspace and just in life. We don't always care if you're 100% the best, but if you're going to give 110% effort and you see how hard Mars and I are working and that excites you and you want to be a part of that, that's the type of personality we're looking for.
0: So I think you guys are best in class. um, And I hope what people take out of this episode is that if there's something you're aspiring to do, just do it. Don't worry about the quality. Don't worry about a lot of the details. Just take it one episode at a time, one day at a time. Just go do it.